The Happier Lives Institute is Funding Constrained and Needs You. By Michael Plant. The Happier Lives Institute, HLI, is a non-profit research institute that seeks to find the best ways to improve global well-being, then share what we find. Established in 2019, we have pioneered the use of subjective well-being measures, aka taking happiness seriously, to work out how to do the most good. HLI is currently funding constrained and needs to raise a minimum of $205,000 to cover operating costs for the next 12 months. We think we could usefully absorb as much as $1,020,000, which would allow us to expand the team, substantially increase our output, and provide a runway of 18 months. This post is written for donors who might want to support HLI's work to 1. Identify and promote the most cost-effective marginal funding opportunities at improving human happiness. 2. Support a broader paradigm shift in philanthropy, public policy, and wider society, to put people's well-being, not just their wealth, at the heart of decision-making. 3. Improve the rigor of analysis in effective altruism and global priorities research more broadly. That's the end of the numbered list. Heading. A summary of our progress so far. Our starting mission was to advocate for taking happiness seriously and see if that changed the priorities for effective altruists. We're the first organization to look for the most cost-effective ways to do good, as measured in WELLBY's, well-being adjusted life years. We didn't invent the well-be, it's also used by others for example the UK Treasury, but we are the first to apply it to comparing which organizations and interventions do the most good. Our focus on subjective well-being, SWB, was initially treated with a, understandable, dose of skepticism. Since then, all the major actors in effective altruism's global health and well-being space seem to have come around to it. For example, see these comments by GiveWell, Founders Pledge, Charity Entrepreneurship, Giving What We Can, James Snowden. We've assessed several top-regarded interventions for the first time in terms of WELLBYs. Cash transfers, deworming, psychotherapy, and antimalaria bed nets. We found treating depression is several times more cost effective than either cash transfers or deworming. We see this as important in itself as well as a proof of concept. Taking happiness seriously can reveal new priorities. We've had some pushback on our results, which was extremely valuable. GiveWell's own analysis concludes treating depression is 2x as good as cash transfers, see here which includes our response to give well. We strive to be maximally philosophically and empirically rigorous. For instance, our meta-analysis of cash transfers has since been published in a top academic journal. We've shown how important philosophy is for comparing life-improving against life-extending interventions. We've won prizes. Our report reanalyzing deworming led GiveWell to start their Change Our Mind competition. Open Philanthropy awarded us money in their cause exploration prize. Our work has an enormous global scope for doing good by influencing philanthropists and public policymakers to both, 1. Redirect resources to the top interventions we find and, 2. Improve prioritization in general by nudging decision makers to take a well-being approach, leading to resources being spent better, even if not ideally. There's an indented list here. First point. Regarding, 1, we estimate that just over the period of giving season 2022, we counterfactually moved around $250,000 to our top charity, Strong Minds. This was our first campaign to directly recommend charities to donors. Next point. Regarding, 2, the mental health funding circle started in late 2022 and has now dispersed $1 million. 
we think we had substantial counterfactual impact in causing them to exist. In a recent ATK podcast, GiveWell mentioned our work has influenced their thinking, GiveWell, by their count, influences $500 million a year. That's the end of the indented list. We've published over 25 reports or articles. See our publications page. We've achieved all this with a small team. Presently, we're just five, 3.5 FTE researchers. We believe we really punch above our weight, doing high-impact research at a low cost. However, we are just getting started. It takes a while to pioneer new research, find new priorities, and bring people around to the ideas. We've had some impact already, but really we see that traction as evidence we're on track to have a substantial impact in the future. That's the end of that list. Heading. What's next? Our vision is a world where everyone lives their happiest life. To get there, we need to work out, a, what the priorities are and, b, have decision makers in philanthropy and policymaking, and elsewhere, take action. To achieve this, the key pieces are, 1. Conducting research to identify different priorities compared to the status quo approaches, both to do good now and make the case. 2. Developing the Welby methodology, which includes ethical issues such as moral uncertainty and comparing quality to quantity of life. 3. Promoting and educating decision-makers on Welby monitoring and evaluation. 4. Building the field of academic researchers taking a well-being approach, including collecting data on interventions. That's the end of the numbered list. Our organizational strategy is built around making progress towards these goals. We've released, today, a new research agenda for 2023-4 which covers much of the below in more depth. In the next six months, we have two priorities. Build the capacity and professionalism of the team. We're currently recruiting a communications manager. We're good at producing research, but less good at effectively telling people about it. The comms manager will be crucial to lead the charge for giving season this year. We're about to open applications for a co-director. They'll work with me and focus on development and management. These aren't my comparative advantage and it'll free me up to do more research and targeted outreach. We're likely to run an open round for board members too. That's the end of that list. And, to do more high-impact research, specifically. Finding two new top recommended charities. Ideally, at least one will not be in mental health. To do this, we're currently conducting shallow research of several causes, for example, non-mood-related mental health issues, child development effects, fistula repair surgery, and basic housing improvements, with the aim of identifying promising interventions. Alongside that, we're working on wider research agenda, including an empirical survey to better understand how much we can trust happiness surveys, summarizing what we've learned about well-be cost-effectiveness so we can share it with others, revise working papers on the nature and measurement of well-being, a book review will McCaskill's What We Owe the Future. That's the end of that list. Subheading. The plan for 2024 is to continue developing our work by building the organization, doing more good research, and then telling people about it. In particular, Investigate four or five more cause areas, with the aim of adding a further three top charities by the end of 2024. Develop the Welby methodology, exploring, for instance, the social desirability bias in SWB scales. Explore wider global priorities of philosophical issues, for example on the badness of death and long-termism. 
For a wider look at these plans, see our research agenda for 2023-4, which we've just released. If funding permits, we want to grow the team and add three researchers, so we can go faster, and a policy expert, so we can better advocate for well-be priorities with governments. Maybe, scale up providing technical assistance to NGOs and researchers on how to assess impact in terms of WELLBYs. We do a tiny amount of this now. Maybe, launch a global well-being fund for donors to give to. Maybe, explore moving HLI inside a top university. That's the end of that list. Heading. We need you. We think we've shown we can do excellent, important research and cause outsized impact on a limited budget. We want to thank those who've supported us so far. However, our financial position is concerning. We have about six months' reserves and need to raise a minimum of $205,000 to cover our operational costs for the next 12 months. This is even though our staff earn about one-half what they would in comparable roles in other organizations. At most, we think we could usefully absorb $1,020,000 to cover team expansion to 11 full-time employees over the next 18 months. We hope the problem is that donors believe that everything good is fully funded, narrative and don't know that we need them. However, we're not fully funded and we do need you. We don't get funding from the two big institutional donors, Open Philanthropy and the EA Infrastructure Fund. The former doesn't fund research in global health and well-being, we didn't get feedback from the latter. So, we won't survive, let alone grow, unless new donors come forward and support us now and into the future. Whether or not you're interested in supporting us directly, we would like donors to consider funding our recommended charities. We aim to add two more to our list by the end of 2023. We expect these will be able to absorb millions or tens of dollars, and this number will expand as we do more research. We think that helping us keep the lights on for the next 12 to 24 months represents an unusually large counterfactual opportunity for donors, as we expect our funding position to improve. We'll explore diversifying our funding sources by 1. Seeking support from the wider world of philanthropy, where well-being and mental health are increasing popular topics. 2. Acquiring conventional academic funding, we can't access this yet as we're not UKRI registered, but we're working on this, we are also in discussions about folding HLI into a university. 3. Providing technical consultancy on well-being-based monitoring and evaluation of projects, we're having initial conversations about this too. That's the end of the numbered list. To close, we want to emphasize that taking happiness seriously represents a huge opportunity to find better ways to help people and reallocate enormous resources to those things, both in philanthropy and in public policy making. We're the only organization we know of focusing on finding the best ways to measure and improve the quality of lives. We sit between academia, effective altruism and policy making, making us well-placed to carry this forward, if we don't we don't know who else will. If you're considering funding us, I'd love to speak with you. Please reach out to me at michael at happierlivesinstitute.org and we'll find time to chat. If you're in a hurry, you can donate directly here. Appendix 1. HLI Budget. There's an image here, check out the original post. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for the Effective Altruism Forum. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.